You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome to episode 232 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner. I'm Luke Lipinski. Nobody will be able to hear anything you guys just said over here. The Natty Hattie is the name of this podcast that you're listening to right now, which you should rate and review on iTunes. You should do that. Yes, you absolutely should. Thank you for reminding me, Jamie. Also, praise us to passersby on the street. Yeah. Please. Is it passerbys or passersby? I think it's passersby. It's passersby, yeah. Really? Okay. It's like attorney's general. Why did we look to Jamie for our grammatical? Because I'm probably the one that's had to purchase an AP style book most recently. That's probably true. Although I feel like everybody has to purchase one every two years. So maybe that's not. uh, For the like one change they make. Yeah. We all get mad. Oh, they make changes just to make changes. Yes. And to usually make us mad. They really enjoy making their changes. Look, we moved the Oxford comma. That's a thing, isn't it? It is. Non no longer requires a hyphen. Look at that. Now you spell out states and. Copy, but not in datelines. This right. this is why people listen to the After years of telling you to spell podcast. out percentage. All right. <laughs> right. And now it's like, like, ah, whatever, use the symbol. We and don't people care. People get angry, too. People get yeah. angry about this stuff. Like, the, there are arguments that ensue. Now, I'll argue over the Oxford comma because it's redundant, but the rest it of the stuff, I really don't care. Um, nothing gets more Craig more passionate about literature and mm-hmm. language than the Oxford comma mm-hmm. debate. Yes. Uh, um, <laughs> to make sure you're talking that voice. Can we, the, fine, let's just get to Jake Gensel being out for the year and me stopping oh, to caring just, about do anything. You, okay. do, you, do you need a shoulder? I needed a shoulder a few days ago, and you ducks. guys were not there for me. Where Where are your ducks? Are they the also we haven't injured? seen your ducks in a long time. All five of my ducks are on my washing machine right now. Mm-hmm. And they were all going to come Allegedly. in. <laughs> they were all going to come in for this show because it's a painful one for Penguins fans everywhere. But I've been at the uh, station for the last 73 consecutive hours, so they're living a better life than me right now. Um, Does living on top of a washing machine sound like a good life to you? No, but I mean, it's also looks like a tease, right? They, they'd like the water if they could get in it, but they're actually on top yeah. of the machine, so they don't even get the water. But the important part of what he said was they're living a better life than Luke. Yeah. Which, again, when you bury the bar underground, it's really not hard it's to be All about. relative. All right. They don't have to deal with Jamie. I've sheltered them from him because they're on top of a washing machine. Uh, Yeah, Jake Gensel out four to six months. The season. The season ends. uh, And I was really starting to feel good about the Penguins. I I was too. I thought they were uh, a contender. And you know I never feel good about the Penguins. True. But I felt like – 
I'm not going to say I thought they were a cup contender, but I definitely thought they were uh, could get to the Eastern Conference Finals and maybe even take Washington out contender. I definitely felt that because they're playing defense, they have goaltending. This is sort of a little different than how they typically win, and they were doing it without Crosby, and they'll get Crosby back. But Gensel's their best goal scorer, so yeah, that's an issue. That's going to be tough. It, yeah. They're I mean, always hurt. Them and the Ducks are always hurt. It Those is two amazing. Teams. The Penguins do seem to have more. I, I haven't looked at uh, man games to see o- over the last 10 years if they are one of the most injured teams. I just – I have that feeling. They definitely have the most significant injury. Yeah. yeah. Latang yeah. missing time. and we went Crosby. by position group, their, def- their blue line would probably be the most injured yeah. in history. But, I mean, Crosby typically misses a good chunk of each season, and Gensel's out for this entire season now the rest of the way. Sometimes with misdiagnoses. But, yeah, and, and, some, and some weird ailments, too. It hasn't always just been injuries. Oh, yeah, I mean, sometimes they apparently made stuff up. Yeah. So, yeah. Or sometimes they've missed broken necks. You know, things like that happen. No, yes. no big deal. That's what I was alluding to. Yes. But. Very subtly on, on Craig's part. Broken neck. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, it's only the, at the time the best player in the world. And still yeah, one of having the top an injury two. in that area and nobody can figure out why he's not coming back. Patrice but, you know. Bergeron thinks nothing of that. <laughs> I saw somebody broken neck, Somebody told me the other day that Patrice Bergeron is overrated. How is Patrice Bergeron Did you slap overrated? that person? No. no, it was online. Okay. Yeah. It's, I mean, to be fair, it is very rare that a great sports figure in Boston does not get overrated. True. It's, it's really tough, but I, I think Bergeron is worth every bit of praise he's gotten. Said the Yankees fan who's probably sick of hearing about... Uh, who on the Red Sox are you sick of hearing about? Well, I don't have to hear about Mookie Betts much sooner when they trade him to the Dodgers. So. <laughs> um, the Winter Classic? Yeah, it, it's it, a game outdoors. It, it was a thing. It was. I found it entertaining this year. So it was, actually. It was a better, the actual better game. game than... Yes. And I also... I, you know what? I, I came into it thinking... Uh, look, Nashville and Dallas doesn't exactly... Just from a... Aesthetic on ice product doesn't exactly inspire a lot of confidence, but I did like that it had a little bit of a different feeling than every other Winter Classic that's ever been. So it didn't have Chicago and Philadelphia. Is that what you're saying? It's not so much didn't have the team. I like them embracing the Dallas culture a little bit, like opening. Because look, the Winter Classic has lost 100 percent of its luster. Sure, it's completely meaningless. 17 other outdoor games. Yeah, it's completely meaningless. So if you're going to have it being completely meaningless, at least give it gimmick it up a little bit. Yeah. Like watching Eddie Olchek cheering on like the the hogs racing, that was fun. Yep. I understand if you're in Toronto, you probably you know got really upset and I don't know like you know cried into your poutine or something about it because it's not traditional hockey that you grew up with. But it was for a game that's meaningless. I thought it was interesting. I was waiting for betting advice from Eddie, just like the ponies. I'm trying to get over. You like Dan Hamhuis? Yeah. Cried into your Ham-Hughes. poutine. Huh? Yeah. Cried into yes. your poutine. Yeah. Jamie's trying to drive away listeners oh. from every city. Oh. Um, what do you think about visual effects on the ice in terms of gimmicks? Let's do that next. I don't know, just crazy stuff happening. Laser on the ice. pucks again? That only the TV viewers can see. Yeah, that's the best, right? No. Yeah. I mean, no, just do it on the ice. More challenging? Okay, do it on the ice for the play. Lasers in game. Let's <laughs> have a red laser follow the puck around the ice in game. What, didn't that happen in Calgary? Somebody was shining lasers mm. in the opposing goalie's eyes. Mm. Yeah, remember that? It was either Calgary yeah. or Vancouver. I know. How about a giant Corey Perry? On the ice, throwing elbows. Did oh, wait, he, that happened, didn't did, it? Did he just not want to play outside? Was that maybe that, that was, was it? it. Just like, yeah, I'm done with this. It's Got the cool. day off. Not even three minutes into the game, but they are auctioning off that jersey as game worn. So, which is technically not incorrect. <laughs> this this jersey was worn during a suspension. That's that's a whole nother. That's like a different level of authentication. And I'd like yet, to see, just see Corey Perry go away. 
for good. Yeah, I thought Just that happened, away. and then it didn't happen. Well, yeah, unfortunately. We need this. Uh, someone pointed this out on Twitter. We need that walk of shame for every arena. That long walk to Corey Perry takes all that the way back. Awesome, actually, yeah. <laughs> Just to think about it. I'm like, they're already playing, but you can hear them yeah. playing already, but he's still got to take that long walk. They're all laughing and having a good time, and he's sulking away. <laughs> and yet, still, Nashville, even then, getting a 5-on-3, getting up 2 nothing, could not hold on to that lead. Um, I might have been wrong about Dallas at the start yeah. of the year. Well, we'll see. I mean, it's still early, but yeah, they're coming back on everyone now. I think they just like doing this now, well, spotting teams' leads and then... They're they're playing well for Rick Bonus. Yeah, certainly. Um, Good dude, by the way. Yeah, love that guy. <laughs> they well, are. By the way, his get up for this game. Yeah, that's pretty. Solid. <laughs> was something. And they interviewed my. I caught the very end of the in game interview where he's like, "Yeah, we hate each other." Like, he, I don't know if he was just building it up or <laughs> what, but it was great. I, I like that. I mean, I didn't want to see Ryan Ellis get hurt, but I did like the. There, there seemed to be more intensity to that game than a typical winter classic. Usually it's like, hey, look, it's snowing. Everybody hold hands and grab your mittens. This was like, this was, I mean, there were injuries and a lot of hitting. And uh, I would watch a Dallas-Nashville playoff series. Unfortunately for Nashville, they would have to make the playoffs, and that doesn't seem likely right now. We'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, the World Junior Championship semifinals? Oh, okay. Yeah. No um, Team USA. Uh, no Team USA. You don't want to play Finland in the knockout stage. Seriously, you don't want to play Finland, period. Yeah. Is there a way to do that? Avoid Finland entirely? No. Nuclear weapons, maybe. But well, well, it, wow. Jamie just... I'm, I'm, just, I'm just throwing out suggestions here. Finland would still know. Just an idea podcast. Still know. Uh, they, they've won three of the last five, haven't they? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're kind of good, these competitions. They it's take it seriously. They really take it seriously. When you look at the uh, when you just look at the medals over like the last five or six years, and I'll pull it up here in a second, but it's typically the U.S. has done pretty good. Like a couple golds, couple silvers, couple mm-hmm. bronze. Finland typically wins more often than people think. Sweden's always there. Canada either wins or they just completely self destruct and finish like sixth. And either way, it's in- enjoyable. Well, not so much when they win. That's not as enjoyable. No, but usually when they win, it's because they still have the most talent on the ice. And that that is they're true. just blowing teams away, or they just choke it all away with the best team on the ice, and that's even better to watch people panic. My uh, my favorite was I think this was, was a couple years ago when when Canada got eliminated by the U.S. TSN's the best place to find World Junior scores. Like it just is for whatever reason. Most other websites just aren't very um, keen on it or whatever. Craig, yeah. do you have a better one? You... Oh yeah, I, IIHF. Yeah, but the, that the one, actual side yeah. of the yeah, tournament. I, I don't know. That's too that many. One, that's too many. That's that one. one too many letters. Yeah, for... I'll go TSN. <laughs> yeah. I will not go. I, I I like that they doubled up one of the letters, yeah. but no, I just feel like that one's more cumbersome. Like the TSN one is right there and it's more user friendly. But I think it was two years ago. Once they got eliminated, they just stopped updating scores for the rest of the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> once Canada was out, they were just like, eh, who cares? What do you guys think about? Since we didn't get to address this in the last podcast, but it's been talked about. What did you think about the quote unquote Barrett Hayton controversy? He made a mistake. Yeah, yeah other I mean, than just, like, yeah, that's just, what I thought. Any, yeah. I don't think there's anything more than nope. he made a mistake and he apologized for it and we should move on. No, I don't think there was any intent there. There was just, that, there was Barrett lost in his own head because they had just gotten routed. Which, I mean, routed. Yeah, and, yeah. but I mean, the captain ever since. It's a big deal. And Russia almost got relegated after that, which was crazy. They were one loss away yeah. from in the, being in the relegation matchup, which they would have won. And, and this isn't his fault. I didn't like the let's release a statement approach to it yeah. i get he's a kid but he's the captain of the team put him in front of the media let him talk it's fine it's a good learning experience for him it's fine and and yeah you, you and i have been around him quite a bit this season there was no maliciousness there that's he's it's, it's absurd to think that and that you saw all the reactions on social media strip him of the captaincy yeah, yeah. people 
Yeah, I just you just eye roll those people. Of course, it, these these are almost all teenagers playing yes, this tournament. Yes, like, it's a kid. Lay off. He yes. made a mistake. Let him move yes. past it. It's not like he's hurting people, right? No, and it's I not like he killed a busload of children. I understand. <laughs> wow, the random <laughs> is that a Rafi Torres inspired quote? Oh, yes, um, I understand Russia being upset in the moment. That's fine. Like that's fine. But everybody going crazy on Twitter. Yes, Craig and I like we've talked to Barrett Hayton before. Just he's a respectful guy. Oh, he also gets yeah. lost in thought sometimes, and I'm. Yeah. 99% certain that's what it was. If he was trying to make a political statement, he wouldn't then deny that he was trying to make a political statement. Yeah, it's, but that's the culture we live in. Yep. It, it's, everybody loves to be outraged. Judge immediately without enough information. Outrage hobbyists. What's, it's, what's funny to me, too, is how many journalists do it. That, that's yeah. your job, to get as much information as possible before rendering judgment, especially, if you even render judgment. Especially something like that. That's a passive act. He didn't do something. Right. He didn't do something. Yeah. Which is a completely different when it comes to like the that, that sentence in print would be he didn't do something he didn't do something. <laughs> Just so that's why know. I didn't say it. That's why I didn't put it in print. So um, by the way, and, and from a pure hockey standpoint, he's had a pretty good World Juniors. Yeah, he's been decent. Nine points, five goals, and five games. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's making up yeah, for it. He's been pretty good. Um, it feels like we're on a. Uh, this feels like a, a Canada year, although they're playing Finland now, aren't they? That's the next matchup. Is with Finland tomorrow? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe. Okay, um, now to the uh, NHL head coach blotter sheet. Yeah, Go can't ahead. do this again. Yeah, I don't really want to. Mark Crawford is back. What'd you think of his? Uh, he did a media session. He faced the media, and he said a lot of good things. The one thing I never heard him say is, "I did something wrong." I didn't hear the true personal accountability. Well, I'd have to listen to you it. You know, I, I know the game. The, the game is evolving. Culture is evolving. I'm sorry what I did that the players had to go through it, but there was never the the just plain statement that he did something wrong here. I didn't like that part of it. Yeah. The uh, the statement he issued I don't know what that was a few weeks ago now. I, I sort of feel like he did in that statement but you're right when he faced the media now that I think back on it I don't I don't think he ever yeah. really came out and was like yeah this is me. The closest thing he said was, was this quote which was really saying nothing but saying a lot of words was it's really about me and some of the things I did wrong with some of the teams and some of the players I had during my career. More like, yeah, I made, I did something wrong at some point to somebody somewhere, right? And I'm sorry. Just hit it head on. I mean, unless, yeah, Man I mean, up, I don't, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't. It was a, it was a better apology than we've, uh, we're accustomed to seeing True. in these scenarios, both his initial statement and in this one. So I don't want to, you know, rail on him too much for that, but. Yeah, a little bit more of we, you. You had people on your side. I don't understand what you're hiding at this point. I feel like everybody around the situation is kind of like, okay, he's acknowledged it. He's done a pretty good job. We're bringing him back now. He's owned it. I'm not sure what he's still hiding from, but it's it's better than what we've gotten before, which is the typical like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, but if somebody was offended, I'm sorry. Which is usually That's always we, a good apology. Which is usually what we get in these scenarios. Sorry if if you were offended by what I said or did. Right. Um, can I, this is a total side note, but why is it the most difficult thing in the world to just pull up the all-star rosters? Like, if you want me engaged in the NHL all-star game, I don't need an article about who made the, I just need That's the rosters. I copy to paste them into a Google Doc before the show. Well, I have them here, but I just I, sh- I shouldn't have to. It sh- it sh- I shouldn't have to search that long. It's the NHL. We know this. It is interesting because they sent them in an, an email. I have them on an email, but you don't have them. That's, that's not on their site. 
I mean, it is, but you got to dig. It's typically like, hey, NHL All-Star rosters are announced. And here's how they are formed. Hockey is a game played on ice with pucks and sticks. Like, just give me the rosters. Anyway, I have them right here. So do we want to talk NHL All-Star game? Not really, but we're going to. Well, we're going to, yeah. Um, I'll can, just, there, can there actually be, I'm going to just cut you off here. Can there actually be All-Star snubs when no the system cares. is so, well, that when no one cares. But when the system is so messed up that you're forced to take lesser players because of the positional uh, requirements that you've yourself inda- uh, mandated for really no good reason? Is it a philosophical question in the sense that there are going to be so many snubs that are they really snubs anymore? Yeah, is that what or, you're saying? Or like, or like a couple years ago, or was it last year when Carey Price made it for no good reason, but like they had to take another goaltender, so that was the logical choice there, but he had no business being there. I have a solution that I offer every single year that's the easiest possible solution. Have your four captains. Pick all your all-stars, whatever that number needs to be. Let the captains draft the teams. I have another uh, solution. Don't have an (laughs) all-star. As as Dylan Larkin said, please don't vote. I like the days off more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could have the all-star game, and you could have that be your outdoor game. You could could do a a number of things with this, but not what you're doing. Yeah. Love that. The outdoor all-star classic. Yeah, I, I would watch that. And mm. I like the four teams playing three-on-three, three, but let the captains draft the teams. That's fun. You were the league that came up with this, by the way, and other leagues have since stolen your idea. And for some reason, you abandoned it because it was good. And you can just go through. And, and what is the exact number? Basically, be 40 all-stars outside the captains. Pick those 40 all-stars. Have every team represented. That's fine. But, eh. well... That's that's open to debate. But fine, if you have to. But it, you don't have to give that up under this system, but just have your, your all-stars all picked and then let the players draft the teams because it is entertaining, but also you don't get caught in this stupid game that you have created for yourself of, well, we have to have a defenseman from the Pacific Division, so whoever we're taking from this team has to be a defenseman. Or you just like name your just just name all-stars and then do whatever you want, like a skills competition with other players, maybe a rookies versus sophomores, maybe... Whatever, whatever it might be, you don't actually have to have these, especially since a lot of your stars don't want to play in this game anyway. So you can still have a you know NHL first team All Star, NHL second team All Star. So you still can put that asterisk next to their name, or if there's incentives in their contracts that are, that are involved in that, you can have that, and then do something completely different. People are All Star gamed out across the sports world. Like you, you can get more creative here. Like do a skill. I would much rather see like Connor McDavid and somebody else skate. It's for a skating Think competition. outside the box just yes. a little like, bit here. Would you say like John Scott in just the game? Would that be outside creative. the box? Yeah, well, that was a different kind of outside the box. <laughs> I love that when the Coyotes list all their all-stars. They just don't list anybody from that year, which is technically accurate because he wasn't a Coyote. Yeah. Also, if Darcy Kemper can't play in this game as he is injured, are we going to look at It's possible the Coyotes are going to be in first place when that happens and they won't have a single all-star. Is that That's the reality here? What do they do in that situation? I don't even remember. Do they, they just to name a replacement from the team? So would they? it have to be Ronta? Like, does it have to be a goalie because well, of their stupid question? Yeah, that's the I don't issue. know. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. Again, they've pigeonholed themselves into this. we got to have a goalie. Doesn't the Pacific just have Giordano They have right one now? D. Yeah. 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 yeah, that would spot over for Jacob. Well, should already be on the team. He should be on the team. I mean, you go through this. Kemper and Chikrin should be on the team. Schmaltz, Hall, Keller, Garland should all be in consideration. You're not going to take all of them, but Kemper and Chikrin should be on the team. Yes. Yeah. Well, Kemper is at least, but yeah, I I don't know what more Chikrin has to do. Sorry, we need you to be on pace for city. forty goals, Have more points. Yeah, I mean that's I mean, that's all people look that at. Is points, pace right? for Quinn Yu should be in this game. Quinn Yu should be in this game. Look at the points he's putting up. Look at the hot mess he is in his own end. But hey, yeah, but nobody cares. That. He's on a Canadian team and he puts up points. Yep. But also, Chikrin has ten goals from the blue line. Yeah. So and, and he's 
really good defensively. Yeah, he's become this crazy shutdown defenseman. When he makes a mistake, within one second he cleans right. it up. You watch him, yeah. You watch him recover yeah. space, and then as he approaches guys, I mean, I, I got to be thinking like guys when they see him coming at them, it must be like, oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> the way he comes at them with that stick that he yeah. he sweeps he's like the huge. stick is like, yeah. I'm going to take the puck away from you. I'm going to take your stick out, and then I'm going to pin you to the boards. Yeah. that's what he does. This is going to be embarrassing for yes, you. So how really long do you want it to take for you? <laughs> Hopefully none of your family is watching the next five <laughs> seconds of your career. Um, no, he's one of the few guys that, like, you don't typically watch hockey to watch the defenseman. And I understand this is because we watch the Coyotes so closely. But Chikrin, it's like, when the other team's coming down the ice and I see Chikrin out there, I'm like, this is this is going to be fun to watch. I said this uh, in, in the press box last night, but I don't remember seeing a player take such a quantum leap within a season. Because you remember the first few games of the season before Chalmerson got hurt. He looked lost. Yeah, he did look lost. And he, by the way, he didn't have a great game last night uh, by his standards, but the difference between him the first five to ten games of the season and now, it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. He's one of the best defensemen in the Western Conference right yep. now, for sure. Um, but since they insist on on the uh, heated rivalries between divisions like the Atlantic versus the Metro and the Pacific versus the Central, which division are you guys pulling for this year? Which division's going to win it all? Craig, oh, do you have boy. your Pacific Division flag? Uh, left it at home. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. They should just let the teams be drafted yes. by the players. This is ridiculous. Okay, it's cool. Like, Are we done talking about yeah, the All-Star please. game? Yeah. All right. <laughs> please, let's be done with this. Um, I felt like we had another idea that we're now not getting to. On the All-Star game? No. Not on the All-Star game. Please. All right. We're going to do mid-season the game. awards Yeah, are we going there before we do our New Year's predictions? We're going to have New Year's predictions today. Okay. Yes. Yeah, let's do the awards. We'll so definitely 100% happen. Luke is feverishly putting them together right now. Yeah. Let's do the awards so I can come up with predictions while you guys talk. <laughs> um, uh, let's not start with the heart because that's, just, I mean. A yawner? Yeah. Well, no, but I just, you got to build to that. Let's okay. um, let's begin with the Norris. This is a yawner. Okay. Okay. John Should we all say yep. John, John Carlson's name yeah. at the same time? All right. Is there anybody else that you're even like, oh. Sure. Roman Yossi, Dougie Hamilton are in the mix. Victor Hedman's in the mix. Maybe even Alex Petrangelo. Those are the five. Yossi and Petrangelo are, are actually having really good years. Um, I mean, Hedman always does, and Hamilton is, yeah. But Dougie Hamilton is having a really, I mean, he's having a really, really strong year. Mm-hmm. John Carlson, if, you, if you're just going to look at offense, and he's good defensively, but he's on pace for 100 points. No, he's having a sick yep. year. He's winning this. Yeah. And he's already won it. Yeah. Yeah. As long as he he's gonna stay healthy. Stay plays it. It doesn't even have to stay healthy probably the whole season. Just play a decent chunk of the final 41 games. Um, Calder. This one's um, this one's interesting. I'm still going with Kale McCarr. So, so am I. But um, okay. my runner, that was good, good synchronicity yeah. there. Uh, my runner's up are Victor Olofsson and John Marino. Mm. I think John good. Marino's been, he a, has been I, he's been really good. Yeah. I, he just gets the edge over Quinn Hughes for yeah. me Quinn right Hughes now. Quinn Hughes is putting up a ton of points. He is, but John Marino has been has been thrust into a much bigger role than I think anybody anticipated him playing this year, and has been really, really strong. I think he's been their second best defenseman for most of the year. Yeah, he has. And in Pittsburgh again, they're winning with defense and goaltending and timely scoring, but now that scoring is injured for the rest of the year. So I don't know what happens. But Marino's been a huge contributor. I will also say this: I thought Capo Caco would be at least a finalist. He's not going to be. Neither is Jack Hughes. No, Jack yeah. Hughes isn't even on the list, and he's hurt. Um, yeah. But yeah. Kako is currently 11th among rookie point producers with 16. Olafson has 35. Yeah. Olafson might win this, but Makar playing that position for that team. Yeah, and look, Olafson's getting a lot of power play time on that top line and look, you, you still got to put the puck in the net. You know, it doesn't just not just gifted to you, but he is really benefiting from uh Jack Eichel's major breakout this year. 
Um, Rocket Richard. I think it's Matthews. He's going to pass Pasta? Yeah. Also, Matthews plays in Toronto. Even if Pasta had more goals, they'd give the Richard to Matthews. Maybe so. Jack Eichel's in the mix, too, here. Yeah, he is. And, I mean, I wouldn't count out Ovechkin. He's not that far back. Ovechkin, we've seen in the past, put up seven no, goals in three I'm, games. And he's going to be well-rested because he doesn't want to play in the All-Star game. That's going to cost game. him a game, though, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Pasta still. Really? Pasta. You're taking Pasta to win? I'm if taking you, Pasta, too. I think um, if you look in the last ten years, I think Ovechkin's won this seven times, yeah. six or seven times. He's okay. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. Okay. The hockey's <laughs> okay. I wasn't like arguing that he's good. It's oh, just it's okay. it's like I think eight of the years, six are Ovechkin, two are Crosby, and then the other two are just two other random people. Like you realize, random people. Yeah, Steve Stamkos. When you look yes. back, uh, <laughs> just random people. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now while you guys uh, pretend to talk. Okay, let's go to the next award, Luke. Okay, and that is <laughs> which one? Let's go to the Vezina. So, okay, so here's how I did this. Yeah, I if created, we're voting right now. I different. created these awards like the season ended yesterday. Jump okay. right in, Jamie. Go ahead. I am. Okay. Darcy Kemper. Yeah. I'm going as the season Darcy e- Kemper. The season ended on December 31st. I don't know if he's going to have enough. He's not going to have enough games, I don't think, by the time we get to the end of the year. Let but Darcy me throw Kemper. another name in the mix. Ooh, let me see if I can guess who it is. Can I guess who oh, it is? Because he's my oh, number Tristan two. Jari? Yeah. Tristan Jari. Yeah, he's my number two right now. He's got a 1.94 goals. He's been great. Average. He's played enough games now, especially the way they measure the Vezina these days. Yeah. He's going to get to 50 games easily. Yeah, he's my number two. Connor Hellebuck right been terrific this mm-hmm. season. Ben Bishop's been really yeah, good. Tukarask too, but yeah, I've never been comfortable with all those vowels and consonants together. So in I don't really want to give it to him. Oh, um, yeah. Well, he, Finnish goalies always seem to be in the in the uh, finalist for yes. the Vesna. So I I would probably go. I'd go Kemper one right now. To Jamie's point, though, by the end of the season, he's going to have missed a, a decent chunk of games. Yeah. Uh, we'll I'd see. Probably go Jari and then Rask. Hellebuck's been good. Winnipeg has started giving up goals lately. Um, yeah, he's been a little bit shakier over the last two or three weeks or so, which ever, is why he didn't make my top three. Ever since we started talking about him, he started to trail yeah. off a little bit. But uh, here's the the Rocket Richard winners, okay? In the last last ten years, Ovechkin's won six, Crosby's won two, uh, Steven Stamkos was tied with Crosby Ooh. one year. And then, yeah, random guy, Corey Perry. One yeah, Corey, one. Perry. Corey Perry. That's right. Yeah. The Corey Perry Rocket yeah. year and the Jamie Ben Art Ross years are just random. What has happened? Two things on Jamie Ben. One, what happened to him? Because his production is nowhere near what it's been his entire career. No. He, and he, but it's, it's been a steady decline, though, the last couple of years. It's not like, I mean, he, he was still good, but it's not like this. He fell off. He didn't fall off a cliff. It wasn't that great last year. No. But then, two, I didn't realize how much he infuriates everybody. Now, he came through town and infuriated everybody on the Coyotes and everybody that works there. Then, two days later, I was talking to St. Louis people that were there, and they're like, oh, yeah, Jamie Benn. Unprompted. We all hate Jamie Benn. Then, on the the Winter Classic, on New Year's Day, everybody seems to hate everybody on Dallas. I didn't realize Jamie Benn was such a polarizing figure until a week ago. a nasty little player. He is. Plays with an edge. He, He is. Um I'm a little concerned, too, by the fact that the Coyotes had no way to move him out in front of the goal. I'm concerned that the toughest defenseman the Coyotes have is probably Oliver ekman Larson. Definitely is. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm a little worried about teams playing physical with the Coyotes and Oliver having to then right. be the number one defenseman, provide offense, provide offense on the power play, and be the tough guy. Take a little bit of a run on Jamie Benn, by the way. So. Yeah. <laughs> I liked when they were... when I forget who the penalty was on, but the two of them were like two inches from each other just having a cordial conversation by staring at each other and they weren't yelling but they were waiting on the penalty on uh, Alexiak when he took Derek Stepan's head off and got two minutes for yeah. interfering with his head with his career <sighs> yeah that was an interesting was shoulder culture. to shoulder what are you talking about mm. yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. all the Dallas fans on my feed well, it was just shoulder to shoulder 
Why do why do fans do that? I don't. They do it across the sports world. No, I know they do. It's true of every fan base. But I just I just started muting people. Just yeah, I'm not dealing with this. I told you guys the other day, and you don't even respond when I ask about or bring up Tom Wilson in our tech start anymore. And I don't blame you because there's nothing much more we can say. We know we know what you think. But I hadn't even seen the hit. He had two questionable hits like a week ago, and I didn't even see the second one. So I wasn't a reaction of like, oh, this was definitely a bad hit or definitely was a good hit. But I'm just going through the mentions, and people are like, this is typical Tom Wilson. And then it would be like, what are you talking about? Clean hit. If I 100 percent know what what uh, what team you're a fan of based on your take. Your take is worthless to me. Yep. Every Capitals fan defending him. I shouldn't say that, but everybody defending him is a Capitals fan. Right, and that was all the Stars fans that night. Yeah. Just, and, and look, uh, they looked at Oliver's hit on Ben, too. Yeah. And they should have. Yeah. But no, That game got ugly. But then they didn't do anything about any of them. We'll get to this in a minute. Okay. Yeah, it, it drives me. By the way, what should we say to Luke? When he sends us Tom Wilson texts from now on, you we, should, we should send him a Venmo request to give us some money I'm to kinda, listen. No, okay, yeah, I'm five bucks, five bucks, and we'll, we'll listen to your rant. It's better than my thought. I never even. You watched should go kill him, Luke. The, I never, I never even watched <laughs> no, the I, hit. Just in case something happens, I don't want, I don't want to have to answer questions. Right, right. I, I never watched the hit. It's just remarkable oh, to my me. My kid had my phone that night. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> one of my nine wives <laughs> borrowed my phone. This is why Jamie has nine wives, so he can blame everything on yes, one of them. A lot of alibis. Uh, Jack Adams. Alibis. Yep. Alimony. I'll buy some alimony. Okay, as, um, as your money goes Jack down. Adams. Uh, Travis Green's making a nice run here. He is. Um, uh, Barry, Barry Trotz, Trotz is always Trotz. in the conversation. Yeah. Craig Berube, who didn't get the love last year. He didn't win it, but Got the cop, wow, look at what St. Louis is doing. Uh, I would say Mike Sullivan. Yeah. Mike Sullivan's on my top three. Rick Tockett, Tockett still in there. Yeah. Sheldon Keefe, 14-4-1 since taking over, by it, the way. It's too soon. That's why I, I, I did mine as if we're cutting off. Only what we've seen so far. If we're projecting out and they go on a run like we expect them to, I they're on pace for 100 points now. That's he's going to get votes. Well, he's going, going he's to gonna be Cup. on the Vegas podium. I will I will revert back to my original uh, prediction, which I don't think should change. I think Toronto's going to the Cup. Um, mm. I would go Sullivan or Trotz right now, but Tockett's right there. And who else were we just talking Travis about? Travis Green. Travis Green. Vancouver's, Vancouver's hanging around. Fuego right now. Um, it's weird. The Coyotes still haven't played them once. No, they're yeah. matched up to play them in the first round of the playoffs now. I think, and they haven't played. And they play I them would four times. Love to have that series. By I the way, I would too. I would. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, you have to go to Vancouver. Well, there's that. Yeah, yeah, there is that. But the, also the, the storyline, right? Travis Green and Rick Tockett are best buds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get to see the Toronto fan base. Like, if the Coyotes were to win that series, you know, who knows? I'd hope. Actually, I'd hope it'd be in Glendale that they won the series because I wouldn't want to be in some. Sort of man-made disaster. Yeah, you don't. The Vancouver Canucks fans making. <laughs> when Vancouver Canucks fans have to go through all the stages of first realizing there's a hockey team in Arizona, second realizing it's better than their team, and third realizing their team isn't the best team in the league, yeah, right. there's going to be some burning. What is with the psychology of that fan base? That's a unique fan base. They're straight up nuts. I used yes. to go to games there growing up, and yeah. they are the meanest fans I've ever met. Yeah, they're yeah. just ill-behaved. And that includes Philadelphia fans. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow, that's quite a statement. Philadelphia right? fans are unstable. Yeah, they throw things. I mean, <laughs> yeah. they, they vent their rage by throwing things. Yes. Yeah. Vancouver, Vancouver fans, fans just mean. Keep it all in. Yeah. Um, like, I, at least Toronto fans turn it all in on themselves True. for no reason. Yeah. GM of the year. I'm going with Chica. Chica's on the list. Well. He's traded for Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall. Nobody else can make those Phil plans. Kessel. Yeah, we got to wait and see on that one. Guys, yes, we'll wait and see. But, but I think the Taylor Hall trade is going to be weighted heavier just because... Again, even though it was technically made in the same year, I think having it being made in season, it's going to be looked at a little bit differently. And I think you, you're already seeing a high level of productivity. And all the guys he signed long term are all playing well now. I know those weren't all of this year, but still. 
Jim Nill, I would think, would be in the conversation the way they're playing, and they got Pavelski and Dale Talon might be in this running. But two other guys to think about, and this is crazy, Kyle Dubas. Yeah. With what they were able to do in the offseason when they thought they yeah. were going to have to give up something and they didn't have to give up anything because Carolina and Ottawa wants them to win. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe Sackick yeah. might be in the run. Yeah, uh, he absolutely has to be. He would be my number two. Do we need to go back through these and just give the awards to all of the Toronto people that are ultimately <laughs> yep. going to get them? Okay. Hart uh, Trophy. I'm yeah. from Cole Harbor. Yeah. You're going to McKinnon right now. I'm giving it to McKinnon. Is that what you're going to do too, Craig? Yeah. Oh. Well, that was very it's anticlimactic. Boring. I mean, there, you know Connor McDavid is going to get a ton of votes here. Sure. But he's, he's the finalist. I'm going to save what I think about Edmonton for later in the show. I also think John Carlson's in that conversation. Thank you. He's on my list, He's too. my number three. I went McKinnon, McDavid, Carlson, one, two, three. Here's right another now. thing that I heard, um, by the way, uh, but from a couple people. When I was in San Jose for Taylor Hall's debut, Nick Katsunika from NHL.com was there. There were a couple other national writers there. And, you know, we've talked a lot about Darcy Kemper as a Vezina Trophy candidate. There are a lot of national media who felt at that point he was in the conversation for Hart as well. That's interesting. Uh, he probably, yeah, if he didn't get hurt, I think he would be in that conversation. Especially, again, look at look at where the scoring has come from up to this point on this Coyotes team. Well, last night it came from literally every forward, yeah. which is the weirdest thing I've ever that was seen. the coolest. But like the first case, time in history. That's first time Coyotes, Coyotes history, history, right? History. That's All 12 forwards get exactly one, one point. point. But I think the other thing to note one here, too, you. is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Where John Carlson is, he's 11 points clear of the next best Capitals player in points, and that's yeah. Ovechkin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got to be part of the conversation, for sure. I think Jack Eichel needs to be part of the conversation, too, because he's kept that irrelevant he's team relevant. good, but yeah, I mean, the Buffaloes, just, they're, they're just falling. Not have they can't win away from Key Bank Arena. Well, which, by the way, night in Edmonton. But. Yeah. Well, no, no, they were at home. Oh, they were at home. Yeah. Okay. They're great at home. They're, they're literally one of the best home teams in the NHL. They're really strong at home this year. But they're already 10th in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, Because yeah, they be can't tough. win anywhere else, and they're not really that good. Um, but Jack, Jack Eichel's having the breakout that we needed to see from him. Before we get to our New Year's predictions, um, what do you make of these playoff races now? To me, that Eastern Conference already looks like it's down to a nine-team race. Well, I, don't, I don't think Columbus is going to get there. I'll, I'll give you my, one of my New Year's predictions, which is the Eastern Conference playoffs are already set. You don't think Florida's getting in? Nope. These are the eight teams. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm that, interested. That, that's, to, my, that's my prediction for I'm the new not year. Sure, of that one yet, and I'm I'm curious to see what happens with Pittsburgh. Yeah, losing like. Jake Gensel. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh backdoors their way to 102 points every season. It doesn't know, matter. Now they're losing everybody. And I, the thing, I, I, they could they could like have the whole team just get the flu, and they're still going to find a way to get 100 points. This is well. That's why Sullivan should win Coach of the Year. Then uh, this is the thing with Pittsburgh is when Crosby gets hurt, Malkin always takes over, and he did it again this year. But. I don't know what happens when Gensel goes out. You know what I mean? And they're going to have Crosby and Malkin back, so you know, big deal, I guess. Big problem to have when you have those two there. But Malkin doesn't always play his best when Crosby's in the lineup. If you have full-strength Malkin and full-strength Crosby, you can offset the loss of Jake Gensel for sure. But I don't, I don't know how they're going to handle this because Gensel has really been their most consistent scorer for the last few years, and especially in the playoffs. You know, to have a third guy that... He's not the player that Malkin is or that Crosby is, and Crosby's the best all-around player, I, th- I think, still in the game. But to have a third guy that can score that consistently, you know, now you have two, assuming you make the playoffs. They're not that far out of missing the playoffs right now. Now, to me, I still think they get in. I mean, with those two guys, I still think they get in. To me, it's between Philadelphia and Florida for that last playoff yeah. spot. What about Carolina? Carolina's, Carolina's going to get up. in. Carolina's, been, yeah, Carolina's, Carolina's pretty good. good. And, and they're only one point up on Philadelphia. I know. I, th- I think they're a playoff team. 
And yeah. and I know we had, we didn't talk about him because they're not gonna they're not gonna be good enough uh, to get there. But I think John Tortorella deserves a little consideration mm-hmm. too, considering how decimated that roster is compared to last year and the fact that they're still have an NHL winning record. And his bank account is being decimated for yes, his yes. comments after the Black and maybe Oscars. more if he makes any says anything between now and December twenty ninth, twenty twenty. He's going to. Ooh. Has, just just, just take out the money now. Say things. Just take out the money Which now. Which is why we love him. He was kind of right in that particular case. Yes, he was. Yeah, you know. Yeah, whatever. But it doesn't matter. There's that. Being right doesn't matter. I guess not. Apparently. Okay, so. In the world. Should not we go when through? It comes to officials. Nope. Do you want to go through what these matchups are right now since we're basically at the halfway sure. point? Sure. Let's do the East first. So it would be Washington and Florida. Uh, Washington, Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry. Washington, Philadelphia. And then it would be Boston and... Carolina. Carolina. Okay. okay. Islanders, Penguins. Boston Leafs, hasn't looked so great lately, by the way. No. And look, the, the loser point is saving them a lot. Yes, they lost is. again in overtime last night. Nine losses in extra time at home. Yeah. They have really fallen off yeah. lately. They're still yeah. in first place, but I think they, they could get caught by Tampa or, to, or, uh, or Toronto. a big bulge to have still. I don't know. I don't know. But they, I, I think they, maybe they'll write the ship. Maybe this is just a lull that they're going through right now. Again, but they have not looked right for a while here. No. And they're 0-6 in shootouts, too, which is a weird yeah, uh, you're not you're not going to regress to the mean uh, all that back but by throw the that year, out. but so who cares? In the playoffs, playoffs, they just know, haven't yeah. been they just haven't been that special lately. To yeah. everybody that wanted to overreact in the first three weeks about Tampa and Toronto in their last ten games, they're combined fifteen three and two. Right, yeah. and they're in the second and third positions, yeah, heading for a first round showdown. Exactly. Which is always going to be. Yeah, and they'll cannibalize each other in the first round because God yeah. forbid we have the two of the four best teams in the NHL. Yeah. One of them's got to be out in the first round. At least they won't beat each other up like some of these other matchups in the other conference. No, but I mean... It'll be s- skill. It'll just be pure skill on display. When you start to look at what some of these matchups really should be, yeah. like Pittsburgh, Tampa, Islanders, Toronto, if they were just doing the one through eight seeding like they should, but they don't. So, yeah, it would be Capitals, Flyers, Bruins, Hurricanes, which, by the way, Boston wins that series in four or five. Mm. Uh, Tampa I'm Bay, Toronto. Sure that, but okay. uh, maybe five. I, think I saw them that series. Oh, they went a series, bad matchup but... for Carolina. Uh, and Islanders Penguins over in the West. Islanders Penguins. What do you think of that one? No, I don't like it. That's one of the. F- I would rather the Penguins play the Capitals. Honestly, I understand the Capitals are a lot better than the Islanders, but yeah. at least the Capitals Penguins. So much emotion would enter into it that there would be that crazy seven six game, and that gives the underdog a better chance than just Barry Trotz slowly sucking the life out of your team <laughs> yeah. for a week and a half. Um, the Blues look really good when they don't play the Coyotes. <laughs> I finally made Craig actually yeah. laugh, but no, he's just choking. So we'll just Sorry let him choke that. in the corner while we keep talking. Um, the Blues are in first in the Central, and they would play... They play Edmonton right yeah. now. <laughs> but they'll, they'll play whoever's in that spot that's not Edmonton. Yeah, and, and, and let's talk about that, because when we talk about teams that are still in the playoff race, I, I don't know what's going to happen with Nashville, but... I'm not feeling it with that team. I don't, I, there's something's wrong there. I don't think no. that they're a playoff team. Are you and feeling you, it with any of these wild card teams? Well, we were talking about this Winnipeg a couple weeks ago. That it, it looks like a, a year where we're going to have four, four, four from each division make the playoffs. Yeah. And I'm I'm really warming to that idea more and more as I look at it because I don't think Edmonton's going to make the playoffs. I think they're showing what they really are made of now. So you think Calgary makes it? Yeah, I mean Edmonton is in a three-way tie for the two wild card spots, so it's they not like it would just be a huge not been playing off. well for a long time. <clears throat> but they're a two-man team, exactly, yeah. and that's the problem. We we knew it initially. Somehow Dave Tippett masked that for a good twenty-five games, but the games are getting harder and they're starting to slip. So I think the Coyotes are in a good situation here, provided they don't hit the skids. 
Um, the, I do think this is going to be kind of a 4-4 split. I don't know what to make of Minnesota yet. They go on these crazy runs where they look really good, particularly when they play the Coyotes. But beyond that, I mean, the three California teams are not making the playoffs. No. The Blackhawks are not making the playoffs. So, And I don't think Edmonton's in. So really, there's not a lot of candidates here for a playoff spot. I just hope Minnesota doesn't do what they do and sneak into a playoff spot and then bore us to death. Go out in the first round, six games or whatever. Um, As it would stand right now, Vegas would play Winnipeg in the first round. I'm all in on that. Colorado and Dallas would be great. Arizona-Vancouver would be great. And these are slightly different matchups than we typically get, too. This, yeah, I do like these matchups. Winnipeg Vegas would be just that's that's yeah, the marquee matchup. Talk about a heavy that's not heavy yeah. series. That's the marquee matchup in the West. I, the West, I like almost all of the Western matchups right now better than all of the Eastern matchups except Tampa Bay Toronto. Yeah, honestly, and yeah, Winnipeg Vegas is great because I I think Winnipeg, I mean they could pull an upset, and if Vegas beats Winnipeg, I'm sure the fans in Winnipeg will handle that very. Um, professionally yeah. and, and kindly. Well, let's get to the the uh, New Year's predictions while we're talking about that series because. I got a feeling Dustin Bufflin's coming back, Ooh. and that could alter that team dramatically if he's on that roster. Oof, fresh, yeah, motivated. I've seen that guy. I saw yeah. him in 2010. Yeah, sorry, that we would need be to do something. <laughs> We're all just waiting. Um, yeah, that would be something. That would uh, that would imagine the spark it would give the team if he came back. Come back late in the season for the playoff push, and suddenly, hmm, what's, what's Winnipeg going to do? They've got the goaltending, we still think, although slipped a little bit lately, but I think Connor Hellebuck's been terrific. Still a very talented team. Yeah, there's a lot of good forwards. Um, yeah, that's okay. That's Here, I'll throw out one of my predictions for New Year's. Ready? The Blackhawks won't make the playoffs. Oh, wow, that's, that's bold. Real bold of you. Well, they get increasingly ring. more bold. Wow, really? Because it was just pandering. It's so obvious. Well, I already gave away my first one, which was the Eastern Conference playoffs are already set. Not the matchups, which is no, the but the teams. teams. Okay. Yeah, I love Florida, but they have a lot of problems, and that goaltending isn't getting that much better. I like that coach, though. I do too. Do you? But I think you might find a way. I already said four teams from each team in the Western Conference, so that's one of my predictions. I got asked this before uh, on a different show. You're just stalling. NHL coach of the decade. I already gave you mine. Blackhawks don't make the playoffs. That's the only one. It's Quenville, right? He was won three cups. Yeah, it so. has to be. Who would be second? Probably Sullivan. That, okay, that's where I went. I went uh, Quenville because he coached every year in the yeah. decade, too. And then Sullivan, Sullivan second. Yeah. Um, I mean, Daryl Sutter, I guess. But that didn't end so well in L.A. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it ended pretty poor. At all. <laughs> uh, okay, Craig, give us another one. Okay. okay. Well, you do one because I've already yeah, – uh, Edmonton will miss the playoffs is another one uh, that, I, that I had. Well, so I've, I've done three already. M- mine's Edmonton related. Neither Oiler oh, – I know I can say it. Neither Oiler wins the Art Ross. Mm, okay. Ooh. I like that. That's okay. Our there. That's right. solid. Luke, uh, I has, he had one. I still have Toronto going to the Stanley Cup. Okay. I'm not going to change that. Tampa uh, Bay is about to go on a tear. Yeah, I will say for the this. Coyotes' sake, hopefully it stalls for another week because the Coyotes will be there next week. <laughs> yeah, this is not the best time to catch Tampa Bay. Mine is the second wild card team in the West gets swept in round one. Ooh, swept. I whoever wins that last wild card spot is not going to be. Whether it's Calgary or Edmonton or Minnesota or Playing St. Louis, Nashville, yeah. The uh, I, I I think emotion is clouding my Toronto pick a little bit because I don't want them to go to the Cup, but I, don't, I think they're going to do it. They have the talent too. They just have the most difficult path. And they did, Tampa, Boston, yeah, maybe, Tampa, Boston, Washington. But they did that thing. I'm not sure Washington's getting there. But they did that maybe. thing where and who's beating? I mean, the Islanders going to beat them? Yeah, maybe. Okay. maybe. They could. Maybe the they Islanders could. could. 
But I'm curious about the Islanders. I'd, I'd almost like to see it. I'd like, I'd, I'd like, like to Barry see Trotz. it. I, lo- I would love to see like deep playoff hockey at Nassau. Yeah, just for the cool factor of that. I'd like to see it, but I don't want to watch it. John you know Tavares what I mean? against his old team oh, in the Eastern Conference awesome. Final. The, yeah. the narrative. Everybody's forgotten that storyline, I'm sure. In, in, in and then he loses, Island. and he watches his old team go to the Cup Final without him. Wow, look at that. So these are things that won't happen, but still. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already given you like three predictions, but yeah, I will I've also say— four, so. I'll give you my fourth, then, unless you have a fourth. I've got, I've got two more here for you. Go, for go ahead. Detroit won't get the number one pick in the draft, even though they're definitely going to have the worst record. Who will? Um, well, let's see, which Canadian Wait, is Edmonton going to be in the— Oh, yeah, Edmonton will be in the lottery. Yeah, Edmonton, so. Edmonton could be in the lottery. Uh, Chicago. I could see Chicago getting Oh, okay. Uh, I could year. handle that. Um, Who will they take? Lafreniere. Yeah. Lafreniere, Kane, and then 88 year old Jonathan Taves. And uh, the Coyotes are winning around. Okay. The playoffs. Playoffs they're they're going to I at like least it. the second round. Uh, Especially if they play Vancouver, which is not a knock on Vancouver, but that's the sort of matchup where one of these teams I is. want that playing matchup so badly. Yeah. That's what I'm rooting for. My fourth is that John Carlson finishes with the most points by defenseman since 1993 94, when Bork had 91 and Zuboff of 89. So he's going to pass uh, He's going to pass Burns's total of 83, and I think he's going to flirt with 90. But he's not going to get more than that. He's no. not going to get 100? No, I don't think he's going to get 100. I mean, he'd have to duplicate exactly what he's been doing to get to 100. That would be pretty, pretty intense. Cool. Yeah. Who's the last defenseman that had 100? You don't have this, do you? Uh, I did have it. What was, did Eric Carlson have that one year? And with Orr? Sorry. He had no, coffee? but he had, I don't believe he was the last coffee. one. I'm trying to think of a really who bad had, defenseman who, whose last who name after ended coffee with Orr. would have had 100-point seasons? I can find this out for you. Al McKinnis? I don't know. I mean, it's... 100-point? Maybe. None of them did. I don't think it's it's got to be. Um, I'm trying to pull up. Carlson had a really good year where he put up 82 in 2016. That's pretty good. Um, he's gone over 73 times. He's not doing it this year. I can tell you. No, I got a couple more. Okay. Chara, Thornton, Marlowe, all retire. All of them. All of them. Ooh, let's play the who's least likely to retire out of that group game. I'm going to say Chara. Me too. Yeah. Okay. If we laid odds, yeah. Yeah. I think Marlowe's definitely going to retire after the Sharks. Don't win the Stanley Cup they're, this year. They're not a good team. They really aren't a good team. No. They they are proof that you can't have bad goaltending and expect to win anything. Yeah, it's the one thing they haven't really addressed: mm. goaltending. Strange, huh? They're the opposite of the Coyotes. They built their team from the outside in, I guess. Outside back. I, I don't mean, know what they well, they have a blue line. You look at the blue line. They're paying a lot of money to their blue line. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I can't imagine those guys coming back though. For for what? To play on a really bad team again? Mm, they're not getting better. Yeah. Unless somebody teaches Martin Jones how to move laterally. You'd think at this point you would probably have learned it if you're yeah, going to learn you, it. you know, playing goal, it might be important. And here's my last one. The Coyotes will play in a global series game next season in Sweden. Wow. Oh. Against who? Who cares? I'll be in Sweden. That's all that really matters yes. here. Uh, okay, is that all the predictions? Do we want to talk Coyotes I, here I got, at all? I got one more, but I, I, I wanted to look up the 100-point uh, defenseman. There have been 14 100-point uh, defenseman seasons. So Bobby Orr has a lot of them. Uh, Dennis Potvin had one. Brian Leach, Paul Coffey, Al McInnes. Paul Coffey again. Yep, those are the group. So it's Orr, Coffey, Orr, Coffey, Orr, Coffey, Orr, Orr, Coffey. McInnes, Coffey, Leach, Orr, Potvin. Sounds like a really Wait, indecisive so the person. Last one to have one? So I guess the last one would be 92. It would be Brian Leach in 91-92. Brian Leach? He had a uh, Interesting. 80 assists that season. I just like the Orr, Coffey, Orr, Coffey, sounding like an <laughs> indecisive goals, person ordering a Dunkin' Donuts. assists. 
Brian Leach, yeah, that's we probably should have at least remembered that name as a as a possibility. And then my last prediction is that the Blues win the President's Trophy. Hmm. Really? Yes. I think the Atlantic teams cannibalize themselves a little bit uh, and lower their point total. And I'm, I'm with you. I think the Capitals are good, but I don't think they're great. Central's pretty good, but yeah, they can feast yeah. on the Pacific. I St. Louis is they're only they're one not feasting on the Coyotes. They're only one point off, so that's not yeah. Okay. I like that, that more before they lost the two games in a row they just lost, but still. <laughs> that sort of falls in line with what I know I was saying at the start of the year, and I think Jamie was saying too, that they're basically going to have a great 2019, right? So you like win the playoffs, win the Stanley Cup last year, and then have a really good regular season this year, and then trail off. Who's the team? Is, did the Angel release something today? Like the yes. best point totals of 2019? Yeah. They're the most. The Coyotes uh, were ninth on that list, by the way, in 2019. Like, what, third in the West or something? 2019 third in the Western Conference had to be their best calendar year in a long time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And maybe 2010 was close, but tw- you got to remember 2012, the, the second half of that, the first part of the next yeah. season, there was a lockout. Was none, yeah, yeah. So that hurts your point total. You're not <laughs> yes. playing games. Yes, it does. So it had to be 2010. Yeah, there were three Western Conference yeah. teams. Uh, yeah, the Coyotes were third. Sorry. Uh, Behind uh, the Blues, obviously first, and then the Flames were just two points ahead of the Coyotes at 100. I was the Coyotes are at 98. They they put up the NBC Sports had one of those graphics where it like changes. They it's like time lapse through all the years of most points per team per decade, right? Yeah. And it ended up being Washington one, Pittsburgh two, Boston three. I was Chicago was fifth. How did Chicago drop to fifth? Well, have you been paying attention lately? <laughs> But they had the three cups next to their name. That's all I care about, yeah. really. But so. well, I mean, I care about a little more than that. I and mean, we could have managed things a little better, obviously. Possibly, and then they would have had five cups next to them. But it was interesting seeing the Coyotes on that list for the first couple of years of the decade, and then, and then they, they vanished. Went, they went away. Yeah. Um, all right. Any anything on the Coyotes before we hit listener questions, or are we going to let the listeners dictate what we yeah, say? Yeah, the about listeners the Coyotes? will be asking everything there is to talk about with the Coyotes. Uh, Steve. Hi, Steve. When the Coyotes have an off game and the coach says something like, there were some passengers, I want names. Can you provide me with some names? I'll give you some names. I Bob, <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Gary. What is Steve going to do? Gertrude. Gertrude. Von Lichtenstein? Um, it, it varies depending on the game. Yeah, I think it does. I think it really does. Yeah, because if it was the same player every game, they would not still be in the games. They'd be Anthony Duclair <laughs> in the All-Star game. They'd yeah. be in the All-Star game dominating for Ottawa, which is... Sort of feels like an oxymoron, but still. Um, I was happy to hear him call out Oliver after the Dallas game and give him credit because that was a game. And, and this, I, we should talk about this because I don't think it's in the questions. The physical teams are the ones that worry me with the Coyotes mm-hmm. because you could see it in that game and you could see it in the Vegas game even too. But Vegas has speed. Dallas doesn't really have the speed to keep up with the Coyotes. And that game, Arizona was so dominant in the first period. And then the second period, you could tell Dallas is like, we can't keep up with them, so let's just beat them up. And they did, and they won. Yep. And you see the Coyotes try and fight back, but you realize like the guys that can fight back are Kraus and Labushkin, I guess, although he's like the nicest guy in the world, yeah. and Oliver, but you can't ask him to do that and expect him to do the other stuff, too. And it's yeah. not like nobody else can fight back, but they don't have the size of some of these teams. Agreed. And they haven't played... It's not really Carl Soderberg's personality to be that guy. No. Christian Fisher could be a little more of that guy, yeah. a little more edge than he plays with. But there's not a lot of mean guys on the Coyotes. Nope. And when you get to this part of the season and the playoffs, depending who you play, that's why I kind of like the matchup with Vancouver. I think that's a series the Coyotes could still win. Coyotes-Calgary? Eh, I don't I don't love that matchup. You know... I don't know about the goaltending for Calgary. I don't. I don't. I'm not sold that they have what it takes. Calgary's a flawed team. Mm-hmm. They are. 
there. But a lot of it in the playoffs is matchups at that point. Uh, Eldon. Hello, Eldon. If you could force the NHL to make one New Year's resolution, what change would you prefer for a better NHL? Well, you could fix the All-Star game. You could get rid of delay of game. Um, Delay of game when you accidentally shoot the puck out. I have one. Spend more than five minutes on realignment. Yeah, I'd say just get rid of divisions. Yeah, I would at least do the one through eight playoff seedings again. If you, and if you're going to have divisions, I'm fine with the two division winners are one and two. But the rest of that, just seed it three through eight. Come on. Like, we've talked about this in the past. And I honestly have never heard anybody who disagrees with the three of us on this. So if it's unanimous, how about we just go one through eight? Which, by the way, was working a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Raven. Is Hayton coming back to Arizona after the World Juniors, or has the Hall trade pushed him too far down the pecking order? Silly man. Didn't you read the neutral zone today in the Athletic? The athletic. He's coming back. Okay. Um, let's see what else we have here. What is he going to do, though, when he comes back? I mean, they're going to get him. Sit in the press box. The okay. All right. Sit next to you, Luke. Unless somebody gets hurt. No, I will play. You know how they'll do this. I mean, look, Michael Grabner hasn't been great lately but has he been bad no they just you got to find a guy to take out of this lineup right yeah, now yeah um it's a good problem to have let's i usually end up sitting next to the opposing team's gm when they're cursing it's depending on the gm some of them get very animated some of them don't get animated at all and lou lamorello just sort of sits there and makes me uneasy when they play his teams but uh does he look at you he doesn't really look at anybody he looks Probably through them to look at him no i never yeah. make eye contact with lou lamorello that's rule number one uh, who's, desert, who's that guy? <laughs> desert Doggies 96. Will Aaron Ness name his son Locke? Interesting question. I'm glad you asked it. I like it. I'll pass it along. Uh, only if his son plays in the WHL. Okay. And why isn't Jordan Gross's jersey number 144? I don't get the reference. No, I don't either. either. <laughs> but I figured I should ask it. Any, Tweet us again next week because we're all too dumb explain. to Explain. It's been a long week. Chris, any update on the injury to Yannick? Um going be out a while. Yeah. Good luck for another great podcast year. Best in the business. Oh, thanks, Chris. I didn't even read that before. Let me reread that. <laughs> Best in the business. Thanks, Chris. Hey. Um, yeah. Yannick's out for a while. It sucks. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't damage his career. I mean. Exactly. But I don't, you know, they they probably know what they're doing with this surgery by this point. And I'm guessing he's going to see Bill Knowles at some point. Yeah. Bill Knowles works wonders with Coyotes. Got experience with Coyotes. I don't. I mean, that's just, and hockey players too. I know that there's that pushback of like, well, should you have your best prospects playing in the World Juniors? Yeah, he would have been playing hockey somewhere else. So why wouldn't I mean? Yeah, I mean, so it happens. He's having a really good tournament. Too. Absolutely, it's a weird little collision too, right? Yeah, he went to thought. And also, you absolutely want them to play in those types of tournaments. Yeah, would you rather you got hurt playing in an OHL game or something like? Well, yeah, I mean, like, like the ideal scenario, like if there was a year-long WJC, Barrett Hayden playing in that sort of environment yeah. would have been the best-case scenario. Just, just like, absolutely want to. And, look, he wasn't going to—he wasn't likely to make a push next year anyway for the main roster. Yeah, but, yeah. no, but they—I mean, I just it was it was fun to see him develop as quickly as he was developing, and it's not like that ends now, but it's no, definitely— No, it's, un, it's unfortunate, but— um, Coach East Jack, can the Coyotes win the Pacific with Garland as our leading goal scorer? I say yes. Um, they no. can. I don't think he will be by the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think he will be. But no, I don't know anymore. <laughs> he just keeps scoring. He does. He, he's basically, he has shown himself to be a 26-goal scorer, right? Oh. That's like his average for 82 games and what he's on pace for this year. If, the, if somebody else on the team doesn't get a 26, they're not winning the division. 
I'd agree with that. What if everybody has 25? Well, Which is where we're trending after what happened last night. Uh, George, who, by the way, he didn't say this, but he knows where Craig lives. (laughs) That's creepy. Were you surprised to see Grabner as a healthy scratch? Yes. But, again, somebody has to come out of the lineup. Who do you take out? Who would you take out? I I would do it based on how they're playing. I would would say there's nobody that I wouldn't – there's nobody immune to being taken out of the lineup other than, like, Hall. But we're just talking about forwards here, right? Um, but I mean, there's certain guys that have played well enough that they'd have to play poorly for a couple of weeks for me to pull them out of the lineup. There's other guys on a shorter leash, and you could probably put together who those names are. Where if they have two or three bad games, they're out. That's yeah, maybe the some, some maintenance days down the road. Yeah, and, and look, at, yeah, and it's good. It's going to be the depth guys, right? You're not taking Phil Kessel out of the no, lineup, no matter no. no what you're getting because you don't him. want to lose Phil Kessel mentally for the rest of the year. If you're Michael Grabner and you're sitting there thinking, okay. Hopefully somebody has not hopefully, but like okay, somebody's gonna have a weak game, and I'm gonna they step don't in. lose a game at some point. Yeah, or every single forward gets a point, and you're grabbing it. You're probably just like, great, seriously. Literally, literally everybody had something statistically good. Here's the other side of this: Michael Grabner is one of the older players on the roster. A little rest might not be a bad thing for him. Still the fastest. Is he yes. still? Is he faster than Hall? I want to see it. I just want to see I a have a race. race. Some yeah. teams have like skills competition. Do this. Do this for the off show game instead of every, all the other stuff. Just, just line up all, what would that be, like 600 players on a giant pond and have them race? I yeah. still like my elimination. Goalies included. Games like in full brackets pads. for every team. Every team has like seven all-star players and you just play. If you ever propose this idea again, the NHLPA is going to sue you. Okay. So just be aware of that. I like your idea, though, and I wish you'd keep proposing it. I actually do like that idea. I would watch that. It'd be so much fun. Big Tortilla. UNLV is working on turning their hockey program into a Division One program. If successful, do you see any of the three other Arizona schools turning their programs into a D1 program and starting their own conference with ASU? If I had to lay odds, the one that I would think might consider it is GCU because they have the money. U of A has shown no interest whatsoever. NAU does not have the money to do this, so neither one of those programs is going to do it. Maybe GCU, just because you know, they if throw they money fun. around. You they know, they do. It's a for-profit university. With, um, uh, ooh, I won't say it. I, I you know what I was wrong. This question is they in here. Just do like put their degrees in copy machines. Is that how they do it at GCU? Oh boy! Wow, Ooh. not a sponsor of the mm. show, and probably won't be. Desert Doggies ninety six. Vegas and Dallas seem to write the book on how to beat the Coyotes up. Was the win against St. Louis a response adjustment, or was St. Louis not as overtly illegally physical versus the Oats as Vegas and Dallas <laughs> <Illegally>. were? <laughs> wow. um, I would say Dallas is more illegally physical than Vegas was. Yeah, I'd go along with yeah. that. And then he followed it up. I'm not a need to get an enforcer person, but the way the Knights and Stars pummeled us physically in back-to-back nights made me a little nervous. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think yeah, you can be I nervous about that. I, and again, there's a there's a not a fine line. There's a massive line between getting an enforcer and getting someone that's physical and skilled. And I think that for whatever reason, there still seems to be way more gray area between that uh, than there should be. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with being physical. I don't think any analytics person would tell you that you can't have physical players. I think it's physical players that don't do anything but being physical is what is being phased out of the game. They, they, Like I said earlier, they could use like a mean player. And that mean player, like that's not Zach Ronaldo. That's Ryan Reeves who yeah, gives you, you other stuff. Player. I don't yeah. want a scrappy player. Yeah. If yeah. you're going to add someone for that reason, get a big guy. But I don't just want a guy that's going to get suspended. I want a guy that's right. going to be a force he out can there. can play. Yeah. Yes. Um, I can move. Yes. All of those conversations I referenced before about Jamie Ben with people from other teams all started with them saying, you guys need somebody like this if you're going to go deep in the playoffs. You, they need an old-school power forward. I know though that's a dying breed right now, and maybe it comes back, but 
as teams start to readjust back, because we see this happen in the league all the time. League's getting smaller and faster. It's going to adjust the other way again at some point in the next 10 years. But that old school power forward role still very much has a place in the game. So Shane Doan. Yeah, bring him back. No. You, you have to have a player where other teams think twice before they take liberties with your guys. And if you don't have that player, then when they do it, you have to score on the power play. And they didn't in those two games in particular. There's a certain point where Vegas and Dallas are probably like, we can do whatever we want because we're not going to get beat up and they're not scoring on the power play. The power play has actually been decent for the Coyotes, yeah, but it wasn't in those fine. two games. Uh, Michael, is Luke still pretending the Penguins are as bad as the Blackhawks? He is now. No. But with no Jake Gensel, it's not great. That's like Stan Bowman just traded away Jake Gensel for literally nothing. But no, they're still better than the Blackhawks. <laughs> Those felt unnecessary, but I, I loved it. I'm not making eye, ta- uh, uh, eye contact with Craig as I read this. He's reaching for the bell. He's not. He's unsure. I'm not going to do it. Um, you can't provoke me. Rose. Hi, Rose. Is Dallas just rope-a-doping the rest of the league? Feels like it. Yep. Yeah. Seven games they've won. Now eight, right? Isn't it eight now? when trailing going into the third period. That's a good quality to have. Sure is. Mm-hmm. I don't think Dallas is a cup contender. Do you? Mm. I mean, They've got goaltending. It's they, t- they have a good goaltending duo. It's tough to say because the West. Yes. Right? If I'm Dallas, I'm thinking, I might want that wild card instead. <laughs> play someone from the Pacific. <laughs> you want to play St. Louis or Colorado in the first round? No. There you go. Especially not Col- St. Louis. Oh. Do you rather play Colorado or Vegas? I think that's close. Yeah, Vegas is tough. I think Vegas is starting to figure it out. Here. I still think Vegas is winning the West. Yeah. Well, I think they're winning the Pacific. I'm not sure if they're winning the West. I think we'll they're see. coming out of the West. They are coming out of the West. Uh, Adam, maybe too early to start projecting, but are there any elite centers that the team could look into trading for at the deadline to put them over the top? No, I mean, not, not that not that position. You're no. never going to be able to trade for an elite center nope. unless Peter Chiarelli comes back in the league. Um, I also want for Connor McDavid, one for one. Done. Yeah. They'd have no I don't care if Kemper's not even back at that point. Just You just say, <laughs> at, throw in pros for top two, whatever. At that point, Aiden Hill is ready to be your starting <laughs> <Yeah>. goalie. <laughs> no, Connor McDavid's going to be play goalie and center. That's I'm pretty sure what he's doing at Edmonton. I haven't watched a lot of their games recently. Like what? Which elite centers play for teams right now where there's no hope? And Eichel. It's, it's not a rebuild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's one. But. Yeah, Eichel, but he's not going anywhere. He should have been a Coyote already. I, I mean, like, like, I'm looking at the teams that are at the very, very bottom of both standings here. You're you're talking about Let's learn who's on Detroit. Dylan Larkin. First. You're talking about Detroit has a hockey team? Kind of. Has there ever been a bigger uh, fall? that as a Blackhawk fan. Yeah. Even though the Blackhawks are trash. Anzi <laughs> Kopitar? They have twice as many points yeah, as Detroit. Detroit's something below trash. Yeah. Whatever that is. But like it's, Swamp. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> landfill. They're yeah, the landfill. Like Little Caesar's Pizza? No. Oh. Um, yep, I'd agree wow. with that too. <laughs> Why do people like Little Caesars Pizza? I don't Every know. time I go past the one by my my house, because it's, it's cheap. That's convenience. Yeah, it's, it's cheap. Che- I can find cheap convenience pizza that's good. I used that's to like bad Little Caesars pizza. Yes, it's terrible. But wait, it's Dylan Larkin, Anze Kopitar, and we can debate how elite Anze Kopitar is at this yeah, point. Kopitar's been pretty good this year. I, I, yes, he's too old though, right? but he's been good well, this year. Maybe uh, his contract. His contract's huge. massive. That's a so like, you can't take on the but there's nobody else. Like, but that's the problem. An elite center, either the team's not moving him because he's part of their future, or they cost too much for you to take on. Yeah. And you have to remember the Coyotes are basically up against the cap now. So this is, <laughs> this is going to get a little bit more difficult <laughs> to, uh, to make moves. Yep. Uh, Gertrude von Lichtenstein. Oh, nice. I've been waiting for this question. Have you seen the question already? No, I haven't. Oh. Oh, Any story. special rituals you do before writing a story or before hosting a show? Yes. In fact, there are, Gertrude. 
My rituals include buying coffee and food for my co-hosts and doing the show notes as well. That's what I do. Um, my rituals include not opening Craig's show notes and drinking free coffee. Yeah, Jamie. Jamie. Uh, drinking free coffee is up the top of my list. Um, but no, no, uh, nothing pre-show or pre-writing. Like, I don't have any... Jamie doesn't do anything before no, the show. Do Jamie doesn't do anything. He just doesn't do anything. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> he just exists in a constant state of being. Yes. Um, I just am. I usually listen to like some some good like fire you up music on the way to games or the way to do anything on air. I usually have do, good music. Do you ever do you listen to anything when you write? Because I don't. I'd prefer to write. No. I, I, I've learned I can write in complete silence. I can write in like a, a stadium atmosphere. I don't like listening to music or anything. It would have to be almost like music without lyrics. I don't have a lot of instrumental music on my phone. Yeah. Um, I don't listen to music when I write either. Sometimes I work in stenchy. Atmospheres, but, like last night. But, yeah. I, no, I, mean, I don't mind noise. I'm the same. Like I'm used to being in noisy press boxes, yeah. or you know, there are a lot of semi writers who aren't really doing anything after the game and like to talk in media rooms. <laughs> and other people are actually <laughs> trying to work. <laughs> it doesn't uh, bug me though. I can I can write. Yeah. I want names. But you know what? That that's almost more annoying than the stadium. Like I could like if when I was writing from the actual press box during game and like writing like the back part of my story, yeah. that wouldn't bother me. But somebody yeah. like loudly talking in the background of the media room yeah. was like, way more distracting. You could literally do this anywhere. Yes. You have yeah. to do it here. <laughs> but it, it's easier for them to be heard there because there's no other sound. Bigfoot Hunter 76. Good luck, Bigfoot Hunter. If they ever catch him, will they just be Bigfoot Discoverer 76? You should have worked shot down a little bit more before. Uh, this is it's all, not like something I would do. This is all, none of this is being recorded oh, okay. yet. This is all just a trial run. Arizona gets the Winter Classic. Where do they play and who do they face? They Sun Devil here? Stadium. Yes. Oh, I would definitely play it at Sun Devil Stadium. Yeah, Sun Devil it's Stadium. more iconic. And yeah. Vegas. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That would be fun. Uh, that, that's what they should do. Who else would it even be? Winnipeg? Mm, <laughs> no. Eh, no. Um, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Chicago, Honestly, Chicago would be there. Whatever they should, Vegas, that team. Given that, the population here, Chicago true. That would that work. does need to be in consideration here. Let's be but, real. Well, they're it, always in consideration. Yeah. So. That's, that's someone tweeted that TBA uh, in the, for, the, for the Minnesota game. That's not for the Blackhawks again. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> it's probably going to be Winnipeg, but I, I mean, Blackhawks wild. Uh, Arizona gets the Winter Classic. And the Blackhawks play the Flyers at Sun Devil Stadium. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. predicting happens. Yes, that's good. Vegas would be, uh, oh, yeah, they wouldn't be a division rival at that point, would they? Because the Coyotes no, would be right. central. Is that really definitively going to happen? Uh, I mean, no. I haven't heard any word that it's not going to. You would like to think that the NHL would put a little more thought into it, but, uh, you know, I don't think they will. Um, but Sun Devil Stadium seems to me clear. I know a lot of people oh, talk about, about Chase Field, but no, right? Sun, Sun Devil Stadium's got to no, be it. not Chase Field. Chase Field's weird for this game. And it's weird for everything that's not baseball. Nah. No. I don't, don't want to see that. You're not putting, putting 75,000 people for and it's, a Vegas and it's not Coyotes game. mostly open. You know, it's, it's, there's a piece open. Yeah. You know, it's a, Sun Devil Stadium is a different vibe. Yeah, I think no, that's that, where that would be perfect. It. Right there on the lake, too. Yep. Everybody will be surprised the buttes, there's water. The two buttes. Yeah. You could climb up on a mountain and not be oh, able to see so it. Cool. It'd be outstanding. Just make this happen. Uh, Lisa, how long will it take for the other players on the Coyotes team to catch up to the plays Taylor Hall is making? He's amazing to watch, and it seems like he's making plays other players aren't ready for, and he is really good at hockey. Well, that last part is definitely true. Yeah. He is really yeah, good at hockey. We've got a lot of questions about Taylor Hall, and I think it's you, when you see a truly elite player up close and personal, you gain a, an appreciation for what that next level in the game looks like. And I know it's something that Coyotes fans haven't seen a lot of because they've had a lot of good. They've had good teams. They've had good schemes, good goaltending, but they haven't seen 
an elite offensive talent like that. Jamie's so close to rhyming every other <laughs> word of his answer, but he hasn't quite uh, done it. I, I don't know how I don't know how long it takes. I, I, it's not like well, after seven games, though. I mean, I don't think there's a specific game total. Some of it is do they have the skills to finish the plays that Taylor Hall starting? We talked a lot about that early in the season, where I thought Phil Kessel was making a lot of plays that were not being finished on the other end. Yes. Uh, so does it happen? It depends. Do the lines stay consistent enough throughout the season for there to be chemistry there? It depends. Mm. Yeah. Let me let me throw out an idea here. We were talking about Barrett Hayton earlier. Do you at least Give it a look. Give what a look? Hall and Hayton. With, yeah. Hayton down the middle. If you need to. If you need to. Um, if What if you, you don't need to? You know what just you try. have at center otherwise, right? Yeah, but if the team is cruising, that's, you don't make a, a change there. Uh, sure. Fair. But if we get to another stretch where you know they had that three-game losing streak and Hayton was back, they haven't had a lot of losing streaks this season, yeah, maybe give it a look. We I, have, we have, have we seen him with Schmaltz yet? I'm trying to remember. He's Hayton. been with Dvorak almost yeah. exclusively. Yeah. And I actually like those two. Well, I, you see I really why, like, right? Yeah, you, you know what Dvorak brings to that. He's going to win faceoffs. He's going to play down low. So they have someone who's responsible. That line with Dvorak, and I would actually say with Garland yeah. and Hall, has yeah. been one of the most entertaining Coyotes lines I can remember in the last ten years. Garland has. I, that's a good point because I really like Garland on that line. He's playing with so much energy. Yeah, so much energy. And like I know a lot of fans are clamoring for the the hypothetical Hall Schmaltz Kessel line that would give up eighty thousand goals a game on the other end. But and as exciting as that Hall's would be, Hall's your best defender on that line, right? Yes, yeah. like that would be that they they can't roll that out. Maybe if you're down a goal, if you're down a goal in the final minute, well, that's what the power plays for. But like otherwise, yeah, you can't. You don't roll, have you anyone on that line who can play down low in the defensive zone. That's that's the problem with that line. Yeah. Now Nick Schmaltz in his defense, when it comes to tracking back, he's really good at that. Yeah. He's really good at I don't speed through the neutral zone yeah. defensively. It's just once he gets in the defensive zone, there's some issues there. I don't think they really want him to play down low. Yeah, so I don't think I, it's an effort issue with those. No, three. I just think it's I just don't. it's not in their it's not that they don't have the tools in their toolbox to do that. I, I like effectively. I like that top line right now as it's currently constructed. And it's funny I was talking to Garland the other day and just asking him how he feels now because he's over 80 games into his career, and he's like honestly last year all I thought about was just trying to stay in here in the league. Like he pl- and he mm-hmm. still plays that way. He is he's been their leading scorer since he got called up last season, but he still plays like he's just trying to hang around this league. But you can see it with Hall. Like Ekman Larson made a, a, a the, it was basically like a half court play on ice where he threw the lead pass yeah. in front of Hall and Hall knew to go to it. You can see Ekman Larson. I think it's actually helped him more than anybody else on the I team. I agree. I agree. And Oliver's playing really well lately. He is. He is. And Hall, it's it, not a long enough stretch for for it to erase what we saw earlier in the season. He needs to keep this up the rest of the year. But yeah. he's playing really well now. It's got to give your team a jolt when you add a player like that and don't take anybody off the roster. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because even if you're unhappy that you're sitting, you're still on the roster. You can eventually work your way back in. <sighs> Ozzy. Ozzy. Is Ozzy a new one? I haven't heard Ozzy before. Uh, I yeah, Ozzy may remember Ozzy. Remember. So what type of prospects or picks do you think a team could get if they took on Tortorella's conditional fine? <laughs> <laughs> Um, another one, Tortorella. Joseph, was Tort's blow-up justified, or is it something that happens in many games? Also, why can't they just expand your one challenge to about anything? Um, I think I think he was justified, and that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. The NHL is basically essentially walked back their challenges almost yeah. with the penalties that they've instituted this Goal-tender year. Goal-tender interference? Uh, yeah. I, I just, I Anybody don't... Anybody challenge that anymore? Does anyone challenge pass interference anymore? 
what What's they the do, point? which doesn't work. Both leagues have shown that they don't, they're not going to actually do anything about it. Unless Cliff Kingsbury challenges it. He's the only one <laughs> that wins. Yeah, I, I just... More should be more should be challengeable, especially in hockey. There are very few things that are challengeable. You really you're looking at goalie interference, whether the puck went over the line or whether you're offside. Yeah, I mean it's not That's like it. the, it's not a scenario where you can have a coach challenge ten things a game. Challenge tripping or something. Yeah, well, I don't need penalties. Yeah, away yeah. from the goal, challengeable. While we were on the air, uh, Corey Perry was suspended for five games. Okay. And that's that right. that's that feels like something that is just applicable to any show we do. We can always <laughs> just that should be a drop, and I can just <laughs> drop it into random shows. Uh, you do get reminded every once in a while watching Corey Perry why so many people don't like Corey sure. Perry. It's just a dirty play. Yeah, it's just a dirty play. Unnecessary. There's no way you can excuse what he did. And again, there's no way you can find a way to. Well, there's there's no qualifier there. No, it's just a filthy, dirty play. And he did it on national television yep. with the only game of the day. Like, I mean, that's. That's a factor. Leagues may say it's not, but that's a factor. Yeah, it's not like the fact that everybody over. in the world saw it happen. You couldn't go watch Ottawa, Carolina, and just be like, I'm so disgusted with Corey Perry's play, I'm going to watch Ottawa and Carolina, because they weren't playing. AZ Hockey Nut, because everyone loves predictions, who finishes the year with the highest point totals for the Coyotes, the most goals, most penalty minutes, and you guessed it, best plus minus. Ooh. Best plus minus. Somebody, so, somebody wrote uh, back with Chickering gets best plus minus, uh, so he answered our question for us. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, that's interesting, because he's he's... Not anywhere near the team leading that, but um, <laughs> it is I, what does that have to do with anything? I'm going to tell you, Phil Kessel does not win best nope. plus minus. Uh, I might win the worst. I think is that a win? Mm-hmm. If you're playing golf, yeah, Chickren's right at zero, actually. Yes, uh, I'm going to go tough matchups. Now they're 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 facing the toughest matchups yeah. a lot of the time, so what? that's going to. That's the way it's going to be. That Chikrin, to me, is the perfect example of plus minus is a flawed I'll stat. Go with Christian Dvorak care. with plus minus. I'm going to go with Dvorak as well. Why are you guys focused on plus minus? Uh, I'm going to go with I Keller. I like to ever focus on plus minus, yeah, to be honest. what's going on here? It's an awful stat. It's terrible. Some people go. focus on it. Just keep talking so Jamie can't. Keller for points. Keller? You st- okay. Mm-hmm. I might go with Dvorak for goals. Really? I'm trying. It's I, I, As long as he keeps playing with... I don't think it's going to be Garland. As great of a story as it is, I don't think it's going to be Garland. How, how are we counting Hall's goals? Are we just saying goals he scored with the Coyotes? That's how I was doing it, but if we want to include his other stuff, I think he's going to have a shot. It's not like he had a monster year with New Jersey. No. So, but if we're going to include those other goals, which I think he had six with New Jersey, is that right? Yes. I think six with New Jersey and two with the Coyotes, so eight. I'll say Hall goals, Schmaltz points, Keller second in both categories. I'm saying Schmaltz for points and assists. I'm saying Garland for goals. Yeah, I mean, he is still up two on Soderberg. He's up four on Keller, Dvorak, and Chikrin right now. And I'm going to go with Lawson Kraus for penalty minutes. Yeah, that's... Um, oh, penalty I'll go with Darcy Sorry, Kemper for penalty Darcy minutes. Kemper, that's right. How many does Kraus have? Kraus is actually not even the leader right no, now. No, Chikrin, Chikrin is. Yeah. But like the, the, the penalties Chikrin and ekman Larson and Demers get, they're not... They're, they're not going to get a whole lot of fights yeah. in the second half yeah. of the season. <laughs> They're infractions. Yeah, they are. That's a good way of putting it. Um, all right, let's go, Yotes. What are the chances Chaika wins GM of the year? He's made a huge positive impact on this organization. I think he's right there. Yeah, we kind yeah. of already talked about that. I think he's in the running. Um, he's he's going to be in the running enough to make Craig have to go to Vegas this year. Uh, There's more people talking about the... Uh, hey, are we going? Uh, are we, we all should. going? We should. I'm going. When is that? It's right, it's right around the draft. Though. Yeah, it's yeah. literally a couple days I'll before be the draft. Else. Where's the draft? In Montreal this There's year. There's going to be so many. Yeah, the but answer is no. Everybody else goes. This is great because Craig's going to be there now. Because somebody's going to win. Yeah, it's going to be award. like talking to Chica. Yeah, no, because here's how the athletic does this. Uh, we have our national people there to cover that stuff. So, 
unless something happens to them. Mm. Jamie joined the mafia. <laughs> Can't see his hands. But it's right the really now. like I wish you could see Jamie's hands. <laughs> Jamie joined the pathetic mafia before he got on the show. Um, I think that's like pretty what much you it. Would see from jazz hands if you put them together. A lot of these, <laughs> a lot of these questions now are very long. So I think for the most you're going to ignore all these people, all these uh, no, dear not, we, we got the most time to send us questions. I, so there's a lot more on the winter classic. He's seventy two straight hours. Uh, yeah, there's I'm no a mess. But next week I'm going to be less of a mess. Matt, I'll still be just as much of a mess. Yeah, no, it's worthless. This is what I uh, out. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other words to say, so I just said worthless. Why do fans hate Keller so First much? Thing that came to mind, interestingly. <laughs> He's averaging. Does, the... Doesn't do a therapy. They just hold up a picture of myself. We go worthless. <laughs> like a Rorschach test. Of what do you my see face. here? It's just Jamie. Oh, worthless. Yeah. Word association with Jamie Eisenman. Uh Matt, this is going to be our, our last one because uh, now we're just insulting each other. Why do fans hate Keller so much? He's averaging the same. Uh, points for 60 as his rookie year while playing far better defense and doing so consistently as he has only gone over one game without a point four times. He's also setting career best for Corsi, primary points per 60 and playing. Um, there's yeah, a lot there. I mean, yeah, it goes back to the theory we talked about several weeks ago that it's, it's a hangover. It's people didn't adjust when he was playing terribly last season. So they are... They, or even early this year. Yeah, and even early this season. So they were accelerating the the criticism that should have been there last year and early this year to now, where it doesn't really apply at this moment. He's been a, like a point-per-game player over yeah. the last 15, 16 games. So. Well, yeah, he's really turned it on. Like, yeah. This has been his best year, I think. I, th- I thought he was pretty well overrated his rookie year because all of his points came in two months. So that's I would, I would, uh, I would contend with the whole he does so consistently because he doesn't. He's doing it this year consistently because I think he put in a lot more effort off the ice in the offseason. And Craig, you can speak to this. Going into his sophomore year, it sort of seemed like he thought he just had to do what he did his rookie year, and it yeah, would just I asked him the question. He said it wasn't a big deal. He didn't have to change anything. I looked at him like, okay, you're you're in for uh, an interesting year. And, and, he, I, and he did have that interesting year. Yeah. It he was just. It was weird because he did technically lead the Coyotes in points last year, but if you go back and watch, there's a lot, of secondary, a lot of points. It's a lot of secondary assists on the power play. Yeah, but it wasn't a lot of points either. Yeah, I say, yeah. I mean, leading the Coyotes. Nobody had points any is... points last year. Yeah, but I mean, I'm even saying within the context of the team, he was. Maybe their eighth best player last year. Yeah. I mean, again, if he does anything after October, they make the playoffs last year. This right. year, and to Jamie's point, I think people overcorrected too far. This year, I think he has actually been one of their better players. Yeah, yep. he's, yeah, I agree. Especially and, over the last couple of months. And he's, and I, I really do believe it's because he put the effort in. And we saw, we saw him go down the similar path of start good in October and then start to trail off. But he picked it back up. And the Penguins game, I remember, is the one he pointed to on December sixth. I think he was even trending up a little bit before that. But since that Penguins game, he's really. He's producing, yeah. and it's not... He's got to produce. That's yes. yeah. That's why he's here. Yes. Because he's never going to win yeah, four battles yeah, or doing yeah, that stuff. Exactly. He's got to oh. produce points. So, All right. But before we sign off, I do want to read. we got one more review. Oh, okay. Hey, uh, on, on iTunes from Adam17Ammo, who said, Amazing Coyotes and NHL podcast. Great must-listen hockey podcast focusing on the Arizona Coyotes, but also on the NHL at large. Luke, Craig, and Jamie aren't afraid to be brutally honest in their feedback while also addressing fan questions ranging from the NHL to Ducks to Pokemon. Keep it coming. <laughs> we will. Yeah, I like that review. We will. It's a solid way to wrap it up. Sure All right. Is. We're going to do the show probably earlier next week. So. Probably. Okay. Well, it's pretty tough what are you to talking about? This is uh, Friday morning. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. The sun right. is technically still out and shining, shining directly in my eyes. Uh, I can't wait till next week when I haven't worked 70 hours. I can speak. Eastern-facing studio, right? Mm, that's yeah, what you meant. that's what I meant. Yeah, sure. All right. 
Uh, for Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Just so you know, Craig did the whole show in quote-unquote zoom-in mode.